Are you guys getting hot? It is like yes. toast here. <laughs> that's how long it's been. Like last time it was probably freezing in here when we recorded the podcast. Yeah. Can you hear how hot fan- it is? No. <laughs> Can you hear it if the fan is on? Probably, yes. Okay. Try it. Yes, for sure. Kevin's not going to put up with the fan being on, guys. Come on. We can't. We can't do it. You know he's not going to go he's, for that. It's can't it's be done. Dictator. Says, yeah. Well, let's let's move this mic a little bit closer. To me. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to install John, that mic in your mouth. <laughs> John, I feel bad, but shut up. <laughs> I'm going to get that other bottle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey everybody, welcome to Pursuing Pixels. This is episode number 45, and my name's Kevin Portelli, and I'm here tonight with Randall Nolary. Hey everybody. DJ Mandolini. Yo. And John Hines. Hello. And we're back as usual to talk about some video games, and we're going to have a little bit of a follow-up from uh, last week to start things off here. I've, I've listened back, you know, I was editing the podcast last week, and while I, while I was putting it up and everything, I was just I'm feeling kind of guilty that the capper of the uh, Forager conversation, which I'm still playing a ton of this week, <laughs> and I uh, actually had to now let John borrow my copy. I have the physical cartridge, which I think I mentioned last week, and I was like, okay, I need to get this out of my apartment so <laughs> I can stop playing it because I've dumped about 20 hours in now, I think, and still haven't even entered any of the dungeons. But nice. before we get into more of the game, I was just feeling kind of bad that the capper of the conversation, I was just like, you know, there's a little splash screen at the start of the game where the, you know, the image of the developer pops up. And it's like, hey, I worked really hard on this game, and uh, you know, I hope you love it as much as I do. And it, 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 you know, I don't want to necessarily walk that statement back, but I just, I just kind of felt bad how that capped the conversation off, and it should have I, led it, the conversation. <laughs> just how that leads <laughs> that fucking game. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, he I should like, feel bad. I just uh, like, I, I, I feel a little bit bad, but at the same time, that I have in the time since we've recorded that podcast and now. I uh, have booted up that game a couple of times and been like, and that pops up and it even like, you know, it starts off his little sprite, like is a little smaller and it even like makes a popping sound and it pops bigger on the screen. And it just like, the only thing I think of while I see it is like, yeah, and I I didn't finish that thought. Like I've actually then just been like, you know, I'm going to play something else um, instead of this because it annoyed me to that point because it's just like. In my mind, like even games that aren't good and and anything that uh, people work hard on everything. You don't need to remind me that you worked hard on this. So I, it still just really kind of rubs me the wrong way. But I, I felt bad about framing it that way and just kind of capping the conversation. I, I kind of wished I would have asked more how like it would make you guys feel. And I guess we can just kind of lead off with John since he just started playing Forager. He played maybe since like I've an hour, seen hour that and a half. screen twice <laughs> and it pops up when you get a game over. Um but yeah, no, like I, I kind of get your sentiment. Like it, when it popped up, specifically when it popped up after I got a game over screen, like it, it did seem a little like out of place, but it is, you know, in the place of a developer's splash screen. Like when you boot right. up the game, like that's the only thing like there isn't like, oh, this is made by like so and so like that is the like. Yeah, it's like I think Hop Frog is the developer. Like it doesn't say his personal name, but it's just like also frustrating because like I've looked at some of the special feet. Like as you play the game and you do different like challenges and stuff, you unlock like there's different like weird, just weird like comics and this and that. But like some of it's like design art and stuff. So like there's a bunch of other people that worked on this game too. It's not. It wasn't just like a solo dev, a hundred percent like 
did the game design and hmm. stuff, but not like the art and the music. And it, it just kind of, I don't know. It just kind of rubbed me the wrong way that it just like kind of, Hey, give me a bunch of credit before you've even played the game. It just, <laughs> it, it just kind of bothers me a little bit. I think I got a different, I don't know, sentiment out of it. I, I don't think to me, it, it didn't seem like it was like beggy for credit, but I think it was trying to be like, I, I tried to do this for you guys so like I, I don't know trying to endear himself in a way yeah but, I think you guys just, are pulling too much intent out of it in general I think he's just introducing himself oh yeah, yeah. I oh, wouldn't think about I mean, this at yeah. all if Kevin had <laughs> 100% I, I would have just been like why do I have to see this thing every time but I wouldn't have like gone into like what does he think well, I mean, I yeah, mean I'm really booted. like trying to dissect the psychology behind for this, sure I, I I understand that and I, again that's kind of why I wanted to bring it up because I I wished it would have been more of like a silly conversation of being like Kevin why are you such an idiot as opposed to <laughs> me just bashing on conversation 100% <laughs> if this game if that splash screen just showed up after like a credit sequence yeah that's you would how think I felt. nothing of it it right. would just be a charming little thing I would be like saw. that's awesome just that. like yeah. Yeah, like thank you. But it, you, it's, you it's, yeah. thank you so much for playing my Mario game. <laughs> right. yeah. You know, yeah. it's like that's like you know Mario didn't even make that game. You know, but <laughs> a lot of other people worked really hard. Yeah, on that game. yeah, exactly. So it just, it, I, I guess I don't know. I, it's I've the booted up the game. Yeah, right. and I've booted up the game probably a, a dozens, if not a hundred times by now. So it's like I see that every single time. It's just like. It just feels a little tryhardy to me. It just rubs me the wrong way. How long but, is it um, on the screen? I get, I've never played it, so I'm just taking that two second seconds. Like two, three seconds. Okay. It just kind of pops it's up. It's a like, screen. Again, yeah. It like, yeah. yeah, they're just like, it's it's nothing egregious or anything. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't get me wrong here. To stop playing. Yeah. There, but like I said, it just been like, it just rubs me a, the wrong way enough to where it, it just, I don't know. I, I'm not going to keep, I'm, I'm reiterating that Why point a little just, too like, much at this point. Close your eyes. You know it's coming. I know. I know. <laughs> Um, but I st- I'm still playing it. And I, I again, like I said, I had to kind of pawn it off on John. I still haven't even really delved into the dungeons all that much and uh, or at all, really. Yeah, but I just like, like not doing the part that has any substance. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like making a bunch of like once I discovered like I don't want to spoil a bunch of stuff for John now that he started playing it. But like you can't spoil. I'm already at level 18. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm at level, I think, 60 something. Really? And like I think I might even have every. Almost every, every skill perk. unlocked, every Dang. perk. Um, I think there's 64 total. I think I know. Mm. I think I'm just shy of that. But like, it's to the point where like now I can build power plants. Which the more you build, like they they keep costing more. Like most resources or or like things that you build will cost not not everything, but like not when you're crafting like glass or or gold and stuff. Those always cost the same amount of resources. But right. when you're like building a building or something like that or something that's like producing something for you i think that goes up in price so like yeah. i've built like these mining rods that like you can build a quarry that uh both of these things go up in cost every time so like you build a quarry that costs a bunch of different resources and then in that little patch of land a bunch of rocks will grow a little faster than usual and then if you have a mining rod in that area that'll break down to like zap all the rocks and break them and again now i have cool. like perks that auto collect them for you and it's getting just like insane i've built like I think six droids now that just like the game chugs when I pause and go to the menu now because it's just like I'm, I'm creating so many resources at once that it's just like, ah, it just it's just going crazy. <laughs> but uh, but the droids now like 
Okay, and I'm not to, John was talking about like, oh, I accidentally killed some of the chickens, which will, the chickens, you know, you can go click on them and get eggs, the sheeps, you can get fiber, which is kind of like wool or whatever. But uh, the chickens, like, once you have the droids, they just go around and do all of that for you. Like, they cl- they do all the clicking on the animals. So, like, they're getting all the eggs. And now I also have perks that I get, like, I think 200% the resources that I normally get. So, when you click when you click on a chicken now, instead of getting one egg, I think I get, like, six at a time. Nice. Yeah. And, like, these, yeah, so it's just, like, exponentially and, like, I don't know. I'm just getting so much satisfaction out of it. And then, again, when you build these power plants... I've built again, they keep costing more and more money, but or more and more resources and money. But then they now all of my like forges and my like factories and everything that I've built work faster. And every time that I build one anywhere on the land, like it just works faster and faster. Yeah. And I've been able to expand my mining rod radiuses and like, I don't know, it just feels really satisfying to like have more and more things on autopilot uh, so that I can so just keep maxing. No, so I can <laughs> so I can keep playing and keep maxing out other stuff. And like I want it to just God. be to the point where like like you're not actually playing the game. No, where I can just go into the dungeons and I'm still just raking in dough no, th- when I'm not even playing. So which I, I don't know I've if just started moving. playing the game and like it is that the main motivation i have is unlocking new things and unlocking new mechanics and then having that cascade down so like i at the beginning you know you're just like you just have a pickaxe and you have an island with trees and rocks on it and that's and like some food that you can like forage and like at the beginning like that's all you're doing and then after you collect a little bit then you can start crafting some of the stuff and then that unlocks other things and then it just slowly introduces all these like extra mechanics and it's just like the idea of like adding that one more level of complexity to it that just makes it be like oh i can't wait to see what the next thing is right so it's you appreciate the fact that you have these mechanics but it's it doesn't sound like it's dependent upon like are these mechanics themselves enjoyable. You just like them for having them. I think it's enjoyable. Like it's, I find it enjoyable to play for sure. And yeah. it, but part of the like I mean it's very charming the music and everything. You know, it's like I I enjoy being in the environment and world and whatnot. It but. is very fetch questy where it's like you need x amount of items before you can unlock this thing and then that allows you to unlock another thing it's it's just like a bunch of keys and a bunch of locks yeah the game is basically a giant checklist yeah (laughs) like 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 once you level like there's no like this once you get to level 64 or whatever like there's 64 perks like Mm. you're you will have them all at that point like once you have bought all the land you have all the land like it's not like it keeps expanding beyond that so like it it does I, I but it is like if you don't I, I am somebody who likes just like making lists I'm really OCD and collecting things and this and that like I Me too. so if you're if you're not somebody who just likes checking off lists and stuff I I don't know like like maybe something like you like Wilmot's Warehouse you know it's a totally different game but like I feel like that's a kind of a similar mindset of like you just like having things in order and like having systems in place that you're kind of making up yourself because you are able to kind of craft these islands a little bit yourself you know you're building bridges between them like john when he gets to the point that i'm at in the game like i do have all the land in the game and like once he gets there his land will probably look a little different than mine actually probably quite a bit different different. once you build like you get quite a bit quite a few different types of buildings the islands are are the islands like i think they're set no i think they are set okay i could be wrong about that but it seemed like 
it seems set to me like it just the way they were like they cost more money as you keep expanding out like yeah maybe it does shuffle them you know around like where it's not always in the exact same order but it did seem like oh this is the island that has the the ice dungeon on it and this is the island that has like this area's you know room or secret area and i think like our priorities are different too like in how we approach these games like you said like you had only made like a couple of like the fish traps or whatever and like i got like i unlocked an island that just had a bunch of like water squares everyone was like oh i'm just gonna fill those with fish traps yeah like i was like yeah and then it's like how else would you get sand (laughs) (laughs) oh i didn't know you can get sand from fish traps you get get a shovel later and you can just Ah. dig up dirt and you get sand a lot and so i have perks now that you get sand every time you dig like it's i get it's crazy how things just stack and stack and stack and that's how i make glass early on is i just have all these fish yeah it took me a while to get there so yeah it's uh, that's interesting rewards different styles of play yeah to Um, me it sounds like you guys like the game you love it as much as he loved making it is what i I would say that's fair that's fair i do i I would say i guess love would be a little bit of a strong term for me but i but i'm having a blast and like i said i i did have to pawn this game off on john that was pretty good and kevin did have Uh, to scold me to put the game down so we could start recording yeah it is like it is meant to be addicting yeah and, uh, and it is incredibly good at being addicting yeah and I guess speaking of that, John is uh, dipping into another franchise oh, that's yeah, a uh, similar, scratching a similar itch. Yeah. Uh, what have you been playing lately, John? So as a, a bit of background, like I've pre-ordered Animal Crossing uh, New Horizons, and I've been waiting for that game to come out for years now. Yep. A lot of people have. Yep. Um, I was a big fan of New Leaf, and I was really excited to see where they were going to go while kind of keeping the same type of game right uh so it's been basically hell for me <laughs> waiting for this game to We're come only, out what, about a week ish away to no. it's about two weeks away it's the Actually, 20th it's yeah the 20th, yeah, it's like so end it's of a little less than two eight weeks game, away eight yeah. days okay i'm not counting down uh <laughs> not anymore because uh i bought rune factory 4 which was mm-hmm. a, a 3ds game and it's a port of a 3ds game and it absolutely looks like a 3ds game yeah, it's like big borders around the screen <laughs> from what, what I, I saw yeah it looks like it still looks good but it definitely looks kind of like those like final fantasy remasters where it's just like high res textures yeah. but the textures themselves aren't any better yeah they're yeah. still kind of chunky yeah um but rune factory 4 was a series that like i had always kind of knew that i would like but for whatever reason i just never got into oh you've not i thought you had played some of these no i'd never done and like it's an offshoot of harvest moon right or something yeah. like that i think the first one was like had some tie to that yeah i don't know if it's like directly related to but it's definitely inspired yeah. it's same yeah. genre same general idea just more action oriented stuff yeah. going on and yeah. uh a thing that like i hadn't realized until i started playing it was that it is also very similar to another game i love which is fantasy life mm. which i think i may have mentioned on the podcast before but it's a level five game on uh the 3ds as well that like i kind of s- describe it to other people as a single player mmorpg i need to buy that where game so bad is, the, is there a so subtitle good. after the name of that game fantasy life something else i don't, I don't no? think so they okay. did create, that doesn't sound familiar they have a sequel um that was mobile that does have a like sub 
or a, a secondary title, but like, okay. yeah. And like it was Japan only was the mobile release for the sequel. And like, there's no information about it on like Wikipedia or anything. It just <laughs> says that it had like 2 million downloads in the first day Jeez. <laughs> because it's an, fantasy life is an incredible game where you like, if you like this type of game where you can be like so many different types of people, like you choose a class at the beginning, but you can switch them at any point. Like, and you could play the entire game as that one class. Like you could be a baker and you could level up the entire way by just baking things. And like that, the whole game is like, Oh, you don't really have to be like the typical, like, Oh, you're a warrior that you're doing. Like you're always doing battle quests. It's like, no, you can be a carpenter. And like, all you do is just build furniture and like put them in your house. Is it like quest based that way too, though? Like if you're a carpenter or a baker, you're getting quests along those lines. Yeah. And then like, so you have different levels and then you have to become like the master carpenter or the master like seamstress. That sounds awesome. It's an incredible game. I, I love it so much. Um, and I really wish that level five would make a sequel, but I don't think that they are because I think <laughs> they're just doing well, like yokai games yep. and Nino Kuni. Well, they yep. just came out with that new snack, snack world, world game yep. that looks kind of weird huh. and interesting. And that's also in the same like like a dungeon crawly like combat system that like, yeah. those games did have and that Rune Factory has as well. Um, but yeah, Rune Factory 4 is you know, a game where you have the amnesia at the beginning of the game. Oh, weird. You don't, but like (laughs) it's, it's a, it's typical JRPG fair. Like it hits all the story beats, but it's very charming. You're in this small town where everybody's really nice to you, but they all have their own shops and their own jobs that they do. So you go around and you do quests for them and you have a farm like that you till and you raise crops and you can like, catch monsters and some of the monsters will produce like eggs or uh milk and fur and then you can craft that into like Uh better equipment or better stuff and like Uh it's it's also very similar to stardew valley which like i'm i actually didn't know if like uh i know that like the creator stardew valley was like really inspired by harvest moon but i also don't know if there was anything in like rune factory as well that factored into that because rune factory feels exactly like stardew valley interesting because there's definitely i mean there's more of that dungeon i I haven't played much harvest moon i don't i don't know if anybody else has any experience with the series much much. but uh no i I don't think there was much of like the dungeon crawling if any um, i I don't think that you had magic uh (laughs) like a fantasy elements where you were like (laughs) slaying dragons but like yeah yeah that's definitely present in like both stardew valley and like uh again you and similar to stardew valley you have these relationships with all these people and like you can develop those and get like stronger and like eventually have them as in your party that you can take them out and have like fighting areas with them okay that's interesting yeah um also another thing that is i don't know kind of similar to forager and just numbers going up like there is a skill for basically literally every action oh. in Rune Factory 4. Like, there is a bathing skill. There oh. is an eating <laughs> skill. There is a walking skill. So, wow. like, every single action... There is a sleeping skill. Wow. And, like, oh, every geez. single one of those... Like, and that's something that I... And how do you level these things up? Like Just what by do you doing just them. By, like... <laughs> okay. So, and it's so, like... Way. Yeah. 
which is <laughs> honestly like kind of uh, it's it's a mechanic that you know that's in like skyrim where like if you want to get better at magic you just use more magic if you want to get better right. at lock picking you just do that and right. i love that like and i i joke around that quest 64 was the first <laughs> one that did that where oh you want better earth magic just keep using earth magic <laughs> i mean it's a good point i mean if you if that's what you the way you like playing and then it yeah. keeps getting more fun or more powerful to play that way yeah makes sense you it's know? a good game I, I i looked and i was like super overbalanced in my dual sword skill because i was that was my favorite weapon i was like all right i should try something else and i i i really love the fact that like there's basically always a sense of progress in the game like yeah uh, there's and it similar to like stardew valley like in the you have a an energy skill it's an rp meter instead of like mp or something yeah um and that's what you anytime that you craft you use that anytime you use a special attack or you're like gathering like crops or mining or anything that's what you're using and like if you're kind of at the end point where you can't regain any from eating or from doing that then you just call it a day and you just rest and there is a like an a clock that like is going like the entire time, but you're not really as restricted as you are in like Stardew Valley. Yeah, and neither are you in Forager. You can kind of like the day and night cycle is just kind of for aesthetic. Yeah. Whereas like Stardew Valley, like yeah, if you get too late, like you basically just like like die, kind of pass out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The the day just resets. Yeah. Have you played any Stardew Valley, uh, Randall or DJ? Not a ton of Stardew Valley on my side, although I, I do own Rune Factory 4 on 3DS. And Ooh, I, nice. I actually did play a little bit of it, but I bounced off quickly because of the super <laughs> cliched story intro stuff. I'm like, oh, yeah. guys, I just wasn't in the right mood for it. No, it's, yeah. it's very goofy. And like, that's probably the weakest part of the game. Yeah. But I, I think it's it is incredibly effective at getting me sucked in. Like, I just bought it as like a way to distract me like as waiting for animal crossing sure. and then, like the next day i was like oh god i've already put like 10 hours into this game yeah. <laughs> well, no i'm already kicking myself because i should have pushed through to see some of these systems because i think i would have got hooked once i got into some of these systems that they're introducing i, I it sounds great to me yeah and it's it's the same thing of like you know you just do more and you unlock more things yeah. like i've gotten to the point where i'm unlocking better like cooking dishes and i'm unlocking better equipment that i can craft and then i'm selling that and then i can buy more oh, things man. and it's, yeah just keeps going talk what, my language is, is there anything about that game that is difficult yeah the the dungeons themselves like there's actual like boss battles that like okay the the combat is i, I think a much stronger uh, part of this game than in like say like stardew valley like or even forager again i haven't gone into the dungeons much but there's occasionally like random enemies and it's like to, from what i can tell it's it's more similar to stardew where it's just like yeah you just kind of do it to get more as shit. long as you have enough health <laughs> and enough strength like yeah you can do it but like the uh, the boss battles and they're like various enemies so like uh they're like the first time that you actually get magic they're like hey sometimes a weapon's just not going to be effective and like so then you have to like change what you're using and it's a, a pretty it's i would say that stardew valley has a much clunkier like item select and yeah. like weapon select system than this like this one has like if you hold r or maybe even just click r it basically pauses and pulls up an item menu that at the bottom of the screen and you can easily swap out on 
any different like weapon or magic or anything. And then like you typically have like your magic equipped to like hot keys like the X and Y or you hold R and then you get X and Y. So you have four that you can have. Okay. But like anytime that you are using a weapon, like you can swap that out super easy and like, you know, there, there's a, a bit of mobility like the bosses have like various attacks and you're trying to like dodge them. And I think every so far, every boss that I've encountered has like two phases. So there's a, a lot more put into the uh, actual combat than a lot of these other like, I don't know you would, what you would call this genre, like farming sims or like, yeah. I don't know. Or I've also heard like builder. make work sims? games. Yeah. Yeah. Life sims. yeah. They're just uh, autopilot sims. I don't yeah. know. But, uh, but yeah, you said you haven't played any much like Stardew or or Harvest Moon or anything like that, DJ, right? No, no, this is not not really my genre, but I was going to say you looked a little perked up there. Well, a month or two ago, you know, uh, Sims 4 was the PS Plus free uh, yeah. game, so I've got <laughs> yeah. it. So, I Have you ever played a Sims? I have not. Ooh. So, very interesting. Yeah. I I I think that like in these genres of games, like a thing that like feels really good is just kind of like building a world to like your like preferences. Yeah. yeah. So I'd be very interested to see, especially like in the Sims, like what you would do in that. The Sims is just game. fun to fuck around in too, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like Sims is a lot easier to like, I don't know, like starts from scratch and just like do a new thing. Like yeah. it, it's very different from like these types of games. Yeah. And okay. that's also fun to like poke and prod at like how you can break the systems yeah. a little bit in the oh, Sims. Yeah. Okay. So okay, I, I would like I'm you going in relatively blind. So. I would like you to play it. Just like I wouldn't. I want to know what you do. Oh, I've got the game, so I'll play it. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike some other people, D- yeah. DJ gets, <laughs> I don't know if there's anybody that gets more value out of their PlayStation Plus than uh, than DJ. Which Nobody, uh, know, if John, be. if you're done talking I about am. Room Factory Four, I think we can move on to what DJ's Time been for playing. Me to talk. <laughs> uh, just milking that PlayStation Plus for everything it's worth. Uh, yeah, about, I want to say around a year ago. Yeah, it's been a while. I think, uh, Soma, that's when, uh, Soma came to the PS4, or, well, uh, via PS, PS Plus, Plus yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's a nice little sci-fi horror game, and I'm not one that typically goes for the horror genre, because I can't, I can't take it too long. I, right I just you. get, get the, too spooked. Yeah, we I, talked about it a few episodes ago, probably four or five episodes ago, we talked a little about this stuff. Yeah, mainly, like, if it, if it's a first-person horror, it's Ugh. just like first person and like there's complete silence i just get just filled with dread and it's it's hard for me like so i think around the time it actually came out like started playing the game it's like you're this dude who like was in a car accident you're going in to like get a brain scan um so like as you're getting the scan then you're suddenly in this like abandoned like warehouse type area and it's all dark and i'm like what the fuck and so i kind of just shut it off there and <laughs> touched it in around about a year <laughs> but I, I decided to go back decided to put it on the back burner prepare myself give myself a year to prepare <laughs> build up um, the courage yeah um but I'm actually really glad that I uh, returned to this um, because it 
it's not like some horror games like PT or wherever, where it's like constant dread the entire time. There's like, this game is decently divided up between like, here's like kind of a scary monster part. And then here's this, like you're learning the story about this world that you're in. And it's a very, for me, like very interesting philosophical, like, I don't know, lots of questions about, you know, what does it mean to be alive? What does it mean to be human? Hmm. Like, how do we deal with like artificial intelligences and right. all this type of yeah, stuff? The usual sci-fi questions and stuff, I guess. Yeah. Um, and I ended up being like very, even by the end, like emotionally invested in what was going on, which okay. is not at all what I expected going in. But yeah, like I, I, I'm really glad it did have that division because like it made it, it made it easier for me to like see the light at the end of the tunnel rather than thinking I'm just gonna be like stressed the entire time. Right. Yeah. Like there's. You could definitely tell, like, when you get to a point where it's just like, okay, this is the part where I have to kind of, like, go around this area, figure out, like, what parts I need to be able to advance. Um, and the story of the game, like, eh, spoilers, I guess. Ish, yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, the, the world has been struck by a meteor, and so uh, humanity has essentially gone extinct um basically the only survivors are like these um scientists who just happen to like work at the bottom of the ocean and so they're oh, like geez. and that's where you wake up you are um the brain scan of that man who had the car accident so mm. you're essentially you're a robot and, and that's revealed pretty early so that's that's not yeah. really a spoiler yeah um but you're main quest like you you talk to you find this other like uh brain scan who is able to communicate it's essentially like you're talking to a human because mm-hmm. that's the point they're trying to make is like you know even if you're not exactly like human if you've if you're starting with a brain scan of a human and left to go on like you're essentially like what a human is right yeah. what's the distinction um, at some point yeah yeah and what uh this this your your friend Catherine, uh she's the one who created all these scans with the intention of uh launching th- like this satellite that contains all the scans and will like have them activate in like this virtual the, this vr world that so it'll be kind of like the while real earth is dying <laughs> like the last remnants of humanity quote, quote unquote like will live on in what earth could have been or whatever right. okay um so so what is the game structure is this like a puzzle based horror game or is this a combat based horror there's no it's one of those where you're hiding from monsters okay, so you never stealth? Fight. yes okay that's interesting because i know they did release this is one of those games that like got a patch because it was one of those like a people you know were like ah it's too scary or it's too hard i can't remember what the exact complaint was but it was like they they definitely released like a mode of the game they added a safe mode where yeah. you you can't die so the hmm. monsters are just scary but <laughs> yeah. they, they can't kill you interesting um 
But yeah, so, so there's, there's like no walls that could stop you from progressing in the game, essentially. Right. If, yeah. if you were to get stuck somewhere, I guess. Right. You just need to like move forward. Yeah. And I wonder how effective the creepiness would be if you were playing in that mode. With no risk. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, depends I, on the monsters. Yeah, I guess. Because like, you're going to be talking about after this, like resident evil seven i will <laughs> like i i've watched i have not played that game but i've seen both let's plays of that game and speed runs yeah. of that game and it is surprising how different that game feels between the two yes in that like watching a let's play of that game was very effective at like i would just also like getting like scared and like unsettled by it and then watching a speed run of that game i was just like wow this looks hilarious yeah Yeah, that's funny like seeing someone who is so adept at avoiding every single like basically frightening part of that game (laughs) and like just moving past like like knowing how like an enemies are triggering or events are curious in that i I don't typically look into that stuff right i kind of want to see that too yeah because i i've been getting i mean not to jump the gun resident evil i've been getting the the sense that like everything is like i don't know non-breakable <laughs> but it, it is it is more fluid in that like i guess like and then like talking about like all of the resident evils like especially the remake of two they remade one and three? two recently three is coming out soon right i think i think, I think they announced Ish. in three because three was with nemesis yeah yeah I think they announced that in the remake of three, that Nemesis w- could enter safe rooms. Yep, now. I saw that too. <laughs> Fuck off! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was oh, like, man. "Oh god, that's just too much." Well, <laughs> do a little editing. Yeah. Um, no, like so with with Soma, there is no combat. It is just hiding, um, and then you'll get to these points where like. You know, so your friend Catherine is like loaded into this tool you've got and you hook it up to various computers throughout the game. And she boots up and um, which raises the question, like, you know, what does she experience while she's not plugged in? And she the way they explain the game, it's like it's just it's just one moment jumping to another. She doesn't perceive the time in between at all. Yeah. It's, it's very, very interesting. interesting con- yeah. Um, oh man, this is this is right up your alley. Yeah, this is <laughs> even speaking to me, who I think I voiced that I'm not super into this style of game typically, but man, I've got it on my PS Plus. But yeah. I kind of cut you off, John. Well, no, this this goes back to when we had movie night, and I was oh, saying yeah. that you need to watch the, the Ghost in the Shell anime series, not just the movie. And oh yeah, there's some really good like talks about. Oh AI. yeah, now now I'm very <laughs> interested in this game. As I well. want you to play this so bad. <laughs> Maybe we'll maybe we'll get around to yeah. having John over. He does not have a PS4, but like I said, it's on mine. And he lives right across yeah. the street, so That's true. there you go. Have you over one of these days and play it? But yeah. what about uh, Resident Evil Seven, DJ? I How mean, far are you into that? Um, this is, I mean, again, I I played it years ago <laughs> and uh, stopped. Actually, just <laughs> I can't uh, blame you on that one. I kind of did the same. <laughs> Yeah. It's uh, incredibly effective. Oh, like, it's intense. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like even when I was watching that let's play, I was watching it with Lauren and like she was like also both like scared and transfixed. She's like, I want to keep watching this. Yeah. 
like I I have that feeling like I want to keep playing like I'm into this game but sometimes when I boot it up I'm just like uh <laughs> not right now <laughs> maybe it's time to play Rocket League <laughs> yeah right <laughs> um yeah so I got to like on my first run, I got to around the part where you get the flamethrower, if, mm. if you know, mm-hmm. if you're familiar. Um, and I just decided to start from the beginning just because, like, that's one of those games where, like, there's so many pieces that, like, it's, like, what pieces needed to move forward? And, like, I, I feel like if you put the game down, you kind of, mm-hmm. you, you might as well just start over. And I didn't think Makes I was sense. that far, but god damn like even even when i know what stuff was coming oh like, man it's still and, like, and this you have a little more agency right like you have i'm assuming you have you weapons guns, and, oh, yeah, yeah yeah and this yeah. is first person though right yeah so is that the first resident evil game in first person yeah because so. i think this game also has VR, vr if i'm not mistaken oh, yeah. yeah it seems that and, seems nuts <laughs> yeah that's no. a heart attack I've, yeah. I've heard that this game is terrifying i would like VR. to try that pretty bad i kind of want to try it too but oh man <laughs> i would never want to try it in a million years <laughs> it's weird though because like yeah i i do have the ability to kill things and therefore it seems like i should be less scared in a way but it, it the way it's crafted oh no it's, like it's not it, it like it i think it does kind of become like a shooting gallery like which is a a problem that i have with a lot of like horror games is that like they like really thrive on like making you feel powerless but then by the end of the game you are powerful and like you can just kind of breeze through it and things that were scary like you can now dispatch of and like i don't like i think that is a typical problem specifically with the resident evil series yeah that like i yeah on the other hand though like for a horror genre like i guess you can't have the game remain too scary because then people won't Mm -hmm. be enticed to play it so is that necessary do you need to make them feel more powerful and more confident or do they just need to be shorter (laughs) that's a good question yeah well, how long was Soma? Like, is it a uh, shorter? Because it's a, it, it sounds like it's more of like a story heavy. I want to say eight to ten hours. Okay, so nice. I somewhat could, meaty. I could, I could be underestimating that. I'm not yeah. sure. So um, a pre- meatier than I expected, actually, to be honest. Yeah, though. One thing with that is, I think there's um, maybe a slight lack of guidance with that game i think there were some points especially like when you're in like the actual just bottom of the ocean like not inside any facilities or whatever where yeah there's a little bit of a like a where do i go element hmm. um so i think maybe my my gameplay might be inflated a little bit by my stupidity <laughs> <laughs> um, that's inevitable in any game though yeah i feel um but I think Resident Evil's very clear about where to go. Like I'd say even even when you like load up um, you know, save file during the load screen, it'll say like what your character's trying to accomplish during that time. It's yeah. it's and it's nice. got like a it's got like a uh, objective list or whatever. Not as straightforward as PT. <laughs> <laughs> where you just have one hallway. Oh Don't even God. get me started yeah. again. Let's do it. Okay. <laughs> 
Yeah. But uh, are but, you are you looking forward to playing? Are you yeah, planning I mean, on playing I, more? I, I did make it a little bit farther. I do want to keep playing. It's just it's it's hard. It, I need I need to play like with either with someone or just like talking out loud. <laughs> just because like I I can't tolerate the the complete silence. The sometimes. tension or like, whatever. I yeah. need to cut oh, yeah. that somehow. Is there like no soundtrack for the most part? Only when you, for the most part, yeah, like when you go into the safe rooms, that's the only time. And like, Whoa. I think that's a effective thing to do is just Sounds like play really some effective. music. Okay, yeah. Firelink yeah. Shrine. <laughs> well, they did it first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man, that sounds pretty cool. I'm definitely, definitely oh, interested uh, to check I, that out at least at some point. That, that'd, be a, that'd be a possible stream in the future. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, let's try it. Let's try it. I haven't done, I haven't done much Resident Evil stuff. If you want to, yeah, see, like, here, just catch a bunch of me screaming and clipping <laughs> the audio. <laughs> we'll keep the mic volume on low. But, uh, but if you're uh, good to wrap that stuff up, DJ, uh, we can move on to Randall, who's been uh, playing some NBA 2K20, oh, which weird. is unfortunately <laughs> only the only NBA we're going to get for a little while. I yeah, think, right. So. Yep. <laughs> Pretty wild these days. The season is, is halted, so you have to get your fix someplace else. And mm-hmm. for most people that actually keep up with the NBA, that would be playing NBA 2K21. <laughs> but for me... Because I'm a cheapskate and because I bought NBA 2K20 for $3 on two different platforms, it means I get to play NBA 2K20 still on my Xbox One X in 4K. And I actually, so I I love the My GM mode in that. I've talked about it on the podcast before. (laughs) It's still what I'm playing. And by playing, I mean looking at a lot of basically spreadsheets on my 4K TV. It's a lot less (laughs) of actually playing the game. Uh, (laughs) Still got the the Detroit Bad Boys. So I started out with the Toronto Raptors because I wanted Ooh. a squad that had talent. Oh, um, oh, Ouch. you wanted Vince Carter? No, <laughs> I wanted uh, uh, Pascal Siakam and some of those other dudes, uh, Kyle Lowry. But ultimately, mm-hmm. they were just trade bait so that I could get more draft picks to get better players down the road because you know. As time goes on, those guys get older. They're not worth their hefty contracts. You might get a better player from the draft that's even better than Pascal Siakam. You don't know. Not likely. <laughs> so I started out in like, uh, I, I started out in, you know, 2K20. So like it's, it's 2020 in the game or 2019, I guess. You kind of play through a few seasons. You iterate. Maybe you make the playoffs. Maybe you don't. I'm simming most, if not all of the games. I'm not actually playing most of the games because that takes too long. (laughs) (laughs) You let the computer simulate to see what results you get with the lineups you have. And, you know, every so often players get injured and that can throw off a whole season or whatever. But, uh, you know, I I had GM'd enough that I won in uh, 2023 and, you know, made it to 2024, kind of tore the team down as I am wont to do. Uh, rebuilt it with some of my drafted players and Jalen Brown because he's really good on defense and and stuff. Um, But then over time, my owner got more and more pissed off at me because he's like, hey, dude, just stay underneath the luxury tax. Like, I'm not built of money here. And like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. That's kind of hard for me to do. So (laughs) over time, you you have a trust meter with your owner. You actually have a trust meter with every player and staff you know, in your whole organization that you have to talk to every so often. Um, in a way, it's kind of like a sim game. 
I was oh, just yeah. going to say this almost sounds like Forge mm. <laughs> or yeah. resource management. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Lots of resource management, lots of numbers and, and, you know, like setting things up so they can do themselves. Yes. There is some forager that way. Um, yeah. <laughs> but no, I would never stay under the luxury tax because I got to resign my players. You know, you get the bird rights with some of these guys you have on your team. You can resign them for like a shit ton of money, but then they'll stay around. And, you know, I want to see them at their max capabilities. So I'm going to do that. Um, so eventually, he fired me. Um, <laughs> is, that a, is that a lose state? Is that game over? Game? <laughs> it is essentially a, a game over in a sense, and you have options in, in all these conversations where you can choose how to handle it. And, and based on that, your trust goes up and down with the people you're talking to or the people that conversation might affect. So in this case, like you can say, like, leave cordially and like thank him for the opportunity, or you can like throw a total shit fit and like flip the table basically. And of course I pick shit fit because why would yeah. you? you're firing me anyway. You want to, you want a championship. For yeah. Me. Like I would, yeah. I am the man here. I want a championship. <laughs> I put this whole damn team together. You're just paying the money. So does, I got, does, does a shit fit uh, present any benefits? No. <laughs> <laughs> Do you get a good cut scene uh, directed by Spike Lee or something? Yeah, Do they Spike have that in this game? Like, I know they're one of the games has like infamously has like Spike Lee directed all the cut scenes in the story mode. Oh my god, and it's pretty famously like terrible. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I want to say it might have been 2K20, although that was mostly for the uh, my career mode, I believe, where you control yeah. just one dude and it kind of goes through yeah. that story and he goes to China or whatever and kind of builds up over time to get into the NBA. Um, yeah. But yeah, so then I got fired and I got picked up by the Pistons. And so now I am back with the Pistons and restarting <laughs> oh, over yeah. again. And so I started out in, you know, season 2020 or whatever, and I'm in uh, season 2042 now. Oh my uh, God. Are there any players still in the league? No. Vince Carter. <laughs> yeah, Vince Carter. <laughs> Vince in Carter's his sixth <laughs> decade. Uh, so 80-year-old yeah, Vince Carter. <laughs> I've like two or three times I've already iterated through like all the players on the roster, like gotten rid of them when they've gotten pissed off and the whole team revolts against me. So I trade them all away. I bring the salary cap way down. I draft a bunch of players that like me better. And I, and I, you know, get some high quality, high price free agents. And now we're making it a run at it again. Who knows what 2043 might bring. We almost made the finals last year. So, (laughs) and I got some high draft picks too. So, you know, more, more to come, unfortunately. Bring one back home to Michigan for us, Randall. That's right. <laughs> oh, man. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. I mean, I, I I can't see myself getting as hooked on this as you are. Like, no, uh, I couldn't see you doing that either. But are, but I got to be honest. I mean, when I me and my brother would play like Madden or whatever, whatever sports game, basketball, almost any sports game, NHL, and we would just play season after season yeah. after season and just not necessarily... It wasn't like an ongoing saga where there would be new people. We would just, you know, restart a new season and try to make the playoffs. And like, I mean, I, I don't know. I got a, I just did that a lot almost mindlessly. Oh, yeah. But but I got a lot. I had a lot of fun doing it. So it, it are is. there a lot of differences between like 2K19 and this one? No, uh, <laughs> it's it's very much like the same engine with like new, you know, updated rosters for that time, which, of course, are outdated now because 2K21 yeah, yeah. has been out for a while. Um. They they made some minor tweaks, but for like the sake of my GM mode, it's it's kind of more or less the same. They try to throw in some like cutscenes every so often to make it not just spreadsheets, but the cutscenes aren't really that great, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Yeah. And they tend to repeat themselves once you go through about ten or twenty seasons. 
<laughs> but would you prefer Which is fair playing enough. like this version? Like, will you go back to tw- like 2K19 or no. will you just be playing this one? From I, now I'll on? play. I'll probably play this one. And I did. They actually just had a uh, 2K21 like free event weekend that let me have the opportunity to try out the me- my GM mode in that. And then they've made it a lot more complicated and like mm, task oriented okay. where I'm not sure I'm that into that. So I might just stick with this one. Until it's stick $3. with that three dollar purchase, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Until the next NBA playoffs, whenever, whenever that might be, Ooh. maybe in August. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. we'll, we'll see. see. We will see. It's LeBron's year, <laughs> <laughs> or was it Giannis's year? I know, right? Um, man. Well, uh, you got any more to add on the NBA stuff, Randall? I or? mean, there's always more to add, but no, I, I should <laughs> stop talking about NBA. Yeah, I guess we we are kind of glazing over 20 years worth of basketball <laughs> here. So, you know, if if there's more to say, please, please. Uh, there, <laughs> no, there's not. It's it yeah. all it all presents itself in a spreadsheet format. All of these people are numbers to me. Do you remember who the last <laughs> real player on your team was? Um. Oh boy. Uh, we had Robert Covington team? for a while and uh, okay. just because I love the defensive dudes, like yeah. he's a three yeah. and D type of guy. Those are the guys I typically go after. So, but then he got too old, obviously at a certain point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, I think, uh, I think we could pretty much wrap it up there this week for, uh, the video game talk. But, uh, as always, you can find us uh, online at pursuing we're on Twitter at Pursuing Pixels. We're on Instagram at Pursuing Pixels. And I know we talked a little bit about maybe doing some streams uh, during this podcast. John and I actually did do a stream uh, a couple of weeks ago um, or maybe like a, a week ago. I, whenever it was, it doesn't matter. It's on our Twitch. And I think we even uploaded it on YouTube, which is I think I don't think we have YouTube slash Pursuing Pixels. But you can look us up on Pursuing Pixels. I don't think we have enough clout on YouTube yet to uh, <laughs> to get the slash and choose the name. So it's a string of a bunch of numbers. We'll but get there. We'll put a link to the uh, I, I will actually do this. I'll say it on the podcast and I'll actually put a link to the uh, stream <laughs> in the uh, podcast or at least to our Twitch page. There might even be a link to our Twitch on the bottom of our uh, info of every podcast. But that was a not, Risk of Rain 2 stream, right? What's that? Risk of Rain 2, right? Yeah, Risk of Rain too. It was yeah. a it was a good like hour long stream oh, yeah. that uh just one run that John and I did and it was it was really fun and pretty informative for me personally. I've I've still like not unlocked a ton of stuff. John has kind of unlocked a ton of stuff. Nice. Pretty, uh, not everything, but a lot of stuff. And I uh, kind of walked through like a lot of the mechanics, like really, really taught me a lot about the game because it doesn't explain much to you at all. So if you're like, man, I kind of bounced off this game. I don't know what's going on. I, I think it's a pretty informative video. Nice. Uh, you know, it's not nonstop information for an hour, but <laughs> you might enjoy <laughs> yeah, it for a little bit. Stray off topic. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> but anyways, thanks for uh, tuning in and uh, we'll catch you all next week. Take care. See you. Bye bye. Bye. If you talked a little tech mobile, depending on how long that went, I have also been like I've played through about two worlds of Super Mario World. That's oh. just been my kind of like okay. idle time. Yeah. Chipping away on the Nintendo online stuff. So like we could sure. just kind of mention that yeah, stuff in passing. Which let's is go. wild because uh, when I keep was, the retro stuff rolling. Yeah. Let's little do it. Streams like that was one of the first things that you ever streamed was Super Mario World. It was. I did that on my computer. I like what? downloaded an emulator and then like ran that because I that was after I think I think that was when after my other streaming thing broke 
And like I, I was like didn't have a device at the time, so I was gotcha. like, oh, if I have an emulator, I can like do screen capture, and I like figured out how to do that at some point. Did your Aver Media break, by the way, Kevin? Because you said you didn't have it anymore. Yeah, it did. Yeah, yeah. but only only because <laughs> DJ tripped over the oh. cable <laughs> and it like ripped out the the like socket of the like the input. So it wasn't because it was a faulty device. Okay, it worked pretty well for me. For All right. It, what's that? And I didn't pay you for it. No, I I wanted this other one anyways. So. <laughs> Anyways, those three stooges ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fucking Mo it was over just here. Just one stooge. 